0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I don't know. We're all stupid. Yeah, Long well, story short. We're yeah, all... we're all just kind of
2: fucking hanging out on this floating rock waiting for our time we're to pass. We're doing
1: our best and our best sucks yeah. collectively. But like
2: everything's made up. Nothing matters.
1: Yeah, just be ugly. Just be Uh, ugly and mean. Yeah. (laughs) Welcome Welcome to to The Holy Holy Hour, Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz
2: Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at The Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson.
1: And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash the Holy Hour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. This weekend I taught someone how to uh, open... No. Girl, what are you doing? <laughs> I Come can't get my, hand, my fat finger underneath it. We're going to do a tutorial. Okay. Okay. So yeah. you got your long nails. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You turn your finger to the side. What? And then you kind of like get it in there. It helps to use it against your palm as like a pushing point.
2: Oh. Wow. That was an ad. Really? White Claw should be paying us at this point. Thank you Opening so much. Opening
1: drinks with nails. I taught someone to do that this weekend. It was his first time wearing long nails because he was dressed as a wolf for halloween (laughs) cute and uh he was he went up to someone and was like will you open this i can't do it with these nails and i was like oh this is how you do it for next time and then um he was like thank you so much i'm on like hour two with long nails and i was like oh my god you're doing great
2: (laughs) there's this um there's a tiktok of this woman putting like press-on nails on her husband and having him do things around the house just to like prove oh, to him how I difficult it is. Amazing. Putting
1: coins on the counter. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. passive-aggressive behavior. Yep. <laughs> Shall we? <laughs> yeah. Let's do podcast stuff. Okay.
2: Are we rolling again? Mm-hmm. Love that. Cool.
1: And since I'm looking at you, I can keep an eye.
2: Yeah. I know. It. I'm more turned today. I'm feeling good about this. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I think could- I accidentally maybe like turned our chairs more towards each other, I'm just
2: like comfier this way anyway. this Me is too. great. I get to like lean I get to lean rock. with it rock
1: with it yeah, but you gotta suck a cock with it are <laughs> is those that a the word? word? It, I don't know. I've always said that <laughs> should, I'm not sure it
2: should be the words that's you amazing gotta
1: suck a cock with it
2: you are a poet
1: rock with it it rhymes perfectly it really
2: does it fits it fits in the song flawlessly you just. If there are any rappers out there listening, you're welcome.
1: Yep. You can take List it. her as a you, writer on the track. Yeah. Just, yeah, just give me credit. I don't want any money. And then I'll be her date to the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, for the line gotta suck a cock with it. <laughs> yeah. People uh, have been there for, for and that's much less. And even if, that's if I made it up, mm-hmm. which I'm not confident that I did because it might be the lyrics. Now I want to know.
2: <laughs> oh, it is the words. And if you got a friend, she got
1: to suck the cock with it. You were right. Go on rock with it. Man, you Go know, I knew it was too it.
2: good to be true. I was like, we have a fucking, like, rap. What's the word when somebody's just born with a talent? Protégé? You're just a rap protégé, but it turns Thank out you. it was Dem Franchise Boys.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should put a little warning at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about um some sensitive topics, like, specifically eating disorders. So if that's something that is upsetting for you and you're not ready to listen to something like that, um just maybe skip this episode. We're going to we're going to have some lighthearted content first and then when that's over, um we'll read a couple of reviews and after the reviews, that's when we'll be having our hard conversations. So that might be when you want to tune out. But other th- than that, happy listening. Woo. Well, or, uh listen, critical listening. listening? Yeah, I don't know. Listening. <laughs> um, enjoy <laughs> thinking about thought. I don't know. I don't know. Where I've I'm never going enjoyed this.
2: thinking about thoughts.
1: Me either. Sometimes I'm like, shh.
2: Yeah, this is unenjoyable. Yeah, that's usually what I say when just I'm thinking thoughts.
1: Please, just turn it off for li- just a little bit. Yeah, this is not fun. This is why. when some people are like oh you don't ever like listen back to episodes after you edit them i'm like no do you know how much i have to listen to my own voice yeah you
2: do you do have to listen and you have to listen like carefully
1: and i edit out so much of my own voice because i think i'm annoying and then when you're talking i'm like that bitch is so smart (laughs) she's my friend
2: i love you i
1: I think the same thing when i'm listening to you i'm
2: like this eloquent (laughs) ass bitch making me look bad
1: sometimes I'll like re-listen and I'm like oh wait my therapist also said something like that and then I'm like I love that my therapist and Amelia have such similar thoughts and advice for me I've (laughs) never
2: I've never heard a better compliment in my life
1: it's a good compliment to be like that's something my therapist would say Mm -hmm. sometimes I get the compliment people are like your therapist would be so proud of you for saying that wow that's an
2: elite compliment I am wise sometimes you'll say some shit to me I'm like you should be a therapist And also, my friends will listen to the podcast and they'll be like, Liz is so cool. And I'm like, okay, Aww. just tell me that I'm uncool.
1: No. <laughs> like, Yeah, Liz has just like experienced a lot of ego death in the last few <laughs> years. So. She does a lot of drugs now. It's mostly weed, no, you've sometimes always been mushrooms. Cool. Get that frick out of here. You know, sometimes I was a bitch and that's fine. You know? Sometimes and it's about development. Yeah. And that brings me to something that I won't shut the fuck up about lately, which is I told you when you first got here, I've been listening to the audiobook The Science of Stuck. Oh my god, if you're like kind of learning about I would definitely recommend listening to it like while you're in therapy, mm-hmm. but not everyone can afford therapy and it's also not accessible and it's hard to find a therapist anyways all of those things aside this is such a great book if you're like trying to understand how trauma works and affects you in your day-to-day because the word trauma is such a big word but that is not how it operates in your brain and how your body responds to it so trauma is just anything that like your body is reacting to in a way that isn't like I don't know where it's trying to protect you Mm -hmm. so that's what trauma is and that's how it's stored in your body so it could be something completely like minor and not even bad um, but it will still traumatize your nervous system so I thought that was really interesting but I'm at this point where she's talking about shadow work and I've heard people talk about shadow work but I've never understood what it was and it is just understanding the parts that you don't like about yourself and why and when you do that you can like there's a good side to every like dark part of yourself and the examples she uses are um Batman and Walter White so Batman understands his dark side and he uses it as part of his like identity but it doesn't control him but like his trauma and his shadows have like helped him form you know this version of himself as batman this alter ego and he helps people that way whereas walter white had he was you know this like nerdy science teacher and then he started becoming like this big time drug dealer and his shadow part took over his life and personality damn so that was right when you knocked on my door too and I was like "Ooh, this is getting good <laughs> but it's just it's such an interesting like audiobook especially for the point in my life that I'm at and it's so the author I would definitely recommend listening to it because the author has like the best little voice
2: <laughs> oh she narrates it herself she has her own mm-hmm. audiobook I love mm-hmm. that
1: I love when authors narrate their own audiobooks because mm-hmm. they're saying it how they like m- intended it to like sound in your head Mm -hmm. so it's like michelle
2: obama's book she she narrated it she did the audiobook and it's just like hearing hearing it straight from the person straight from the source straight from the source it really does hit different Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. i love that shit she like this author had like she quotes a lot of other books that are focused on like mental health and whatnot Mm. so she did all the work and put it in one place (laughs) i love that I forgot how I got here.
2: Um, Can I plug my mom's book? Oh, yeah. (laughs) This has been in my... Now that we're talking about audiobooks. Let's plug Deb's book. My mom wrote a novel called Between in 2001 and then never published it because when 9-11 happened, all of the publishing houses shut down. So she just mm-hmm. like put it on a shelf. And for forever, she had an agent and everything. Forever, I was like, my, you got to publish, you got to publish. And then she finally did. In 2013, she self-published.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. And That's then, a long time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's so fucking good. And for, I think it was her birthday one year, my dad got her... um like a session with a voice actor to do the audiobooks And now it's on audible. Oh, mm-hmm. and oh she got God. to like source. She got to like listen to a few voice actors voices for like, who would be the best. Cause it's the... on audible. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh my God. I'm going to listen to it. It's called
2: between by Deborah Lovio Samson. She is a badass. It's about a woman who gets diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, terminal pancreatic cancer and moves in. And she's going through like this, like ugly divorce during it. And she moves in with her best friend for the last like little bit of her life. Based on a true story, phenomenal. There are sex scenes in it,
0: which Ooh. was weird
2: to read from my mother's perspective. <laughs> um, we've talked about it. <laughs> when I wrote this down in my notes, because dad was like, what, why don't you like talk about between? There's like sex stuff in it.
1: <laughs> I was like, that's we, actually not a bad idea. We could have your mom as a guest.
2: <gasps> I really want to interview my parents. Book.
1: That would be so fun. I
2: really, really want to do it. <gasps> and like, do that. They're, they, they're like down... We don't have
1: to talk about sex stuff with your parents. No. We could talk to them about their marriage. Right. Because they're very happily married and in love. Yeah. In a way that you only see in, like, movies. Mm-hmm.
2: 35 so, years and running, baby.
1: That would be fun to talk to them about, in my opinion. I'll see what I can Smash do. Smash that, like, button if you want to see Amelia's parents as oh, guests on the episode. Oh, my God.
2: That would be so fucking fun. They would love that. I would love that. Y'all would love that. Amelia's
1: parents are lovely. I'm sure you guys gathered
2: that, though. I miss them.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Shall we dive in?
1: Yeah, let's do the the fun stuff. Okay. Let's do the fun stuff.
2: So I wanted to play a game. I don't know if you and I have played it before because I'm obsessed with it and I was just reminded yesterday that this game exists. But it's the game where you both say a random word on the count of three and then you try to figure out the similarity between the two words. And
1: then you keep saying the same word until you get to the same word. Mm-hmm. Or like you keep saying words until you get to the same word.
2: Yeah. And people always say that we have the same brain. So it'd be interesting to see what happens.
1: I know. I'm nervous and I'm excited.
2: <sighs> okay. You want to start?
1: Um, just any word. Any word. One, two, three. Toothbrush. Plant.
2: Toothbrush and plant. Okay.
1: One, two, three. Stem. Clean. Stem. Yeah, they have like a stem.
2: Oh wow, that's I good. I said clean. I said clean because like okay. the plants like cleanse the air. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. One. This is not going well. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me think. Clean and stem.
1: Clean and stem. Okay. All right. Oh shit! Now I need to think of one. You already said plant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not. This is not going great. <laughs> I've never played it before. No,
2: it's great. No, it's good. It it literally never goes well.
1: Okay. Um, clean and stem. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> one, two, three. Mop. Toilet brush. We're getting close. Okay. One, two, three. scrub bathroom. Oh fuck. Bathroom's a good one. Scrub is better.
2: That's nice of you to say.
1: Okay. Scrub and bathroom.
2: <laughs> Let's try it. We'll, we'll do this. We'll do one more word. Mm-hmm. And then if we don't get it, we'll reset and do one more round. And then I'll and then we'll I think the next round we're gonna we're gonna get it.
1: <laughs> I can only think of like one thing. Me too. Okay. One, two, three. Bleach. Bubbles,
2: bleach. Uh, bleach. Mm-hmm. I was thinking scrubbing bubbles. Yeah, I was th- like trying bathroom to think, cleaner. Yeah, yeah. That was stupid.
1: I kept thinking of brand cleaners like Clorox, Lysol. <laughs> God, marketing works. It does. Damn, <laughs> it's bleeding into our brains.
2: Okay, let's do one more round. That <laughs> okay, was you know that okay. was just a warm up round.
1: Yeah, that was this also, I was learning the game.
2: Everybody that I play this with that I know very well it never goes well like me and katie have played it and we've never gotten the same word but we like kill it on code names
1: you know mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then
2: me and the guest played it yesterday and like instant second word we got it who knows
1: Kay. okay one two three candle
2: vodka, vodka and candle okay okay
1: one two three dinner. Birthday. birthday and dinner <gasps> one two three cake, cake. oh nice we figured it out we figured it out. all right cool
2: well look at us go let's quit while we're ahead yeah um that was pretty impressive
1: Th- thanks for watching thanks for witness or listening witnessing us become on the same wavelength wavelength yeah and i feel like we we're mostly on the same wavelength when we're talking about um sandwiches <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was gonna say uh like when we're talking about like therapy and like yeah. deep stuff yeah and we're like yeah and
2: yep that's so true but we got there pretty quick vodka vodka and candle, candle
1: birthday and dinner cake cake I've i never almost said dessert I'm glad I didn't I've i was never been like, more no, proud of us obviously cake I
2: found in am I the asshole that normally when I come across <gasps> these I'm like
1: yeah i'm I'm standard shit i'm excited i want to get your thoughts on this all right hit me with this am i the asshole
2: the title of this is am i the asshole for asking my friend to move a picture of him and his wife because it made my wife uncomfortable
1: well maybe let's see
2: me male 32 and my wife dahlia female 28 lost our apartment two months ago and moved in with mom temporarily Issues began to arise between Dahlia and my mom, and I had to ask my friend Anthony, male, 31, to let us move in till I get enough money to rent out. His wife was away visiting family, and he agreed, but even there, some issues started to arise. FYI, Dahlia is very shy around Anthony. She grew up in a conservative home, and so it's understandable, but sometimes it can be a bit much. I admit that! For example... She freaked out when she accidentally drank from his glass. She also once made a fuss when he passed by the guest room when she was laying down and the door was open. Thankfully, Anthony was super understanding and we were able to talk some of these issues out. Last night, Dahlia was passing the hall and noticed a framed picture of Anthony and his wife kissing, hanging on the wall. She told me about it and said it made her uncomfortable. She asked if I could speak to Anthony about it, but he didn't take it well. He gave me a look when I spoke to him and said this was quote unquote bonkers because first of all his wife put it there and second of all the picture holds sentimental meaning to him and his wife and argued that it wasn't some explicit picture of them just a normal wedding kiss. It was a wedding photo. They were
1: kissing on their wedding day (laughs) are you Mm -hmm. fucking joking? We
2: started arguing and he said that it wasn't like it was hanging in the living room wall or a perfectly lit room. I asked him to be a little more considerate because it's not like I asked him to remove it completely just move it elsewhere that Dahlia won't reach or keep it off the wall till we leave he said he was sorry but still refused i explained how dalia was feeling but he said that again he was sorry and he would not move the picture we argued some more and he said that it's his house and that i was being pushy and kind of too comfortable to make such a demand and be pushy still this morning dalia refused to even come out of the room until the picture is moved Anthony is refusing, which makes it worse. Now I feel like I'm stuck between a rock and a hard place. Yes, she might be overreacting, but I feel like this isn't such a big ask for Anthony to decline and turn down. For what it's worth, if it were me, I'd go the extra mile to make sure my guests are comfortable. Anthony's been a friend of mine for 10 years. I wouldn't have asked him to move it if I didn't have such strong bond with him. He himself constantly talks about all the things and situations I helped him out on, and we are considered brothers.
1: I'm team Anthony on this one. Same uh if this woman is so uncomfortable uh, that another couple like is married and this this stems beyond just like being very conservative this is to the point where it's like you have so much shame around your own sexuality and around like people having romantic feelings for each other that like you're projecting it onto other people like mm-hmm. Two two other people in love has nothing to do with you. Yep. And the audacity staying in people's home because they couldn't stay in their home, and this girl was not getting along with this man's parents, uh-huh. like this man's mom. Like yeah. she seems this like a, a trend. She seems like the problem. Yeah,
2: she's 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 a certainly pill. the problem. Yeah. Am I the trauma? And,
1: and then she's like, I'm not coming out of my room. Yeah. Like. You don't live there. He could just kick you out. Yeah. And he should. Absolutely. And I would throw a party.
2: (laughs) Oh for sure. She sounds like a fucking pill. The reason that I was like wanting to get your read on it was because like she clearly had some sort of traumas growing up. Growing up in like such a conservative household and like feeling like freaking out when she like accidentally. This is like
1: fully a you thing. Yeah. Uh, Freaking out because you were Laying down in bed,
2: or like drank from his water glass. Like that's weird. Yeah, like it's gonna be okay. Oh my god, I'm
1: so sorry. It's not like you guys made out. Yeah,
2: I don't think that. I think Dahlia's the asshole here. I don't think her husband is because, like, yeah, I mean, like he should he should recognize. Yeah, he's stupid. Like he should just recognize like you're married to like being unreasonable. Yeah, and like your wife is cuckoo for cocoa puffs, but like I understand like wanting to keep the peace and like just take down the fucking picture if it's it's such a it's such a thing but still like I'm on Anthony's side because like mm-hmm. that's the dumbest goddamn thing I've ever heard in my life it's not like a boudoir photo it's like yeah. a wedding photo
1: I want Anthony to confront Alia
2: Oh yeah
1: he, it's not his responsibility by any means Mm-mm. but I straight up would be like so this makes you uncomfortable Yeah like it makes me uncomfortable that you feel so welcome in my home to like Tell me what to do. Yeah,
2: right. And then this guy, the guy that's writing its whole argument is like, Anthony always says how much I do for him. It's like, Anthony is letting you live in his home. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He is doing plenty. He doesn't owe it to you
2: to take the photo off the wall. No. It's
1: wild. It's also on you to be a good guest. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't a hotel. Yeah. Yep. Like... I I don't know. I feel like when I'm a guest, places even at a hotel, I don't leave it a fucking mess. No. I do everything I can to like make it as little work as possible for the people who come in and clean when we leave. Uh huh. Or even like being a guest in someone's home, like I do still try and make sure everything's cleaned up and like I I can help in some capacity, like doing dishes. Or it's on you to be a good guest. Mm-hmm. And I have to thank my parents for. It. always like hosting and showing me how to be a good guest yes because it is truly bananas how fucking self-centered people can be yeah they haven't done shadow work
2: (laughs) clearly
1: (laughs) you it just is it's it is such a lack of self-awareness
2: it's just like common courtesy to just like be be as small as possible when you're in someone else's space like just like Make it look like you were never in the room that you were just in.
1: Exactly. When you're st- Especially no when trace. you're staying with someone. Leave no trace both when you're in nature and when you're a guest in someone's home. Yes. Smokey the bear. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Only you
2: can prevent your wife. Friendship fires. <laughs> Only you can prevent friendship fires. Wow. It's beautiful.
1: Forests are our friends. Not food. Mm-hmm. We're just... <laughs> <laughs> what's happening not a crossover <laughs> in
2: quotes here <laughs> um anyway shall i read some some reviews yeah let's let's uh and then we can dive on into the street a couple
1: reviews up.
2: as a reminder rating us and reviewing us on apple Podcasts and then rating us on spotify i don't think there's a review feature
1: no there's not and honestly i'm thankful for it
2: you know what? Same. I feel like Spotify would be like the Facebook.
1: We see enough of people's opinions mm-hmm. in on social media in general. Just mm-hmm. like an unsolicited opinion. Mm-hmm. And when people can write reviews, as we've seen, it's just... Liberal
2: propaganda. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's just because we got into a Twitter argument. I was thinking
2: about how, like, how flattering it is for somebody to think that our stories are fake. I was thinking about that in the shower last yeah, night. I
1: was like, wow, your life must be really like boring us you think ours really?: yeah ours are pretty standard thank you so much pretty par for the <laughs> so course you think over here interesting <laughs> okay
2: um R- yes reviewing us helps a lot we are we enjoy stroking our ego as we went over last week but it actually also does really really help us so thank you so much to people that wrote reviews this week. they're so nice okay so uh we're gonna read two liz has not seen these yet. The title of this one, Five Stars, My Absolute Favorite Podcast. Liz and Amelia are so witty, smart, and entertaining, and I love them. My favorite part of Friday is seeing the new episode is available and throwing in my earbuds and ignoring the rest of the world for an hour. They are so relatable. The content is engaging and has a good mix of humor, advice, and educational moments. Auntie Liz and Auntie Amelia for the next president, 2024. We would fuck it up. We would fuck it up as
1: president. Anyway, that was by um,
2: Hokie CMO. Again, we don't know if these names are real. We're still guessing.
1: Yeah, we can't. We don't remember if like on Apple Podcasts, like you have to make one up or.
2: <laughs> Some of these names are just phenomenal. This yeah. next one is from Podcast Lover Two Seven Four Two. It's a short one. That's cute. Five stars. The subject is the best. The Holy Hour is my favorite podcast. I could listen to Liz and Amelia talk all day. Thank you for giving me an extra thing to look forward to every Friday on my drive home from work.
1: Aw. Love that. Because sometimes I have to post it a little late on Fridays. <laughs> Thank you. So I like that people are at least listening on their way home. Yeah. And that's a good way to end your fucking Friday at work. Yeah.
2: Listen to us fucking...
1: And then it's like, let's go, you know, you're, you're, that makes sense why someone would be like mentally hyping themselves up for a date, Mm -hmm. listening to the pods, like on the way home from work, getting ready for a night out, feeling empowered as hell and knowing that you can just, if someone sucks, you got two girls who got your back. Yeah. We'll fucking fight them. Yeah. And tell us about the bad date or the good date.
2: We, Tell us everything. We like we good news. We love a good
1: date. Yeah, we love good news, actually. It's I, my favorite kind of news. Now that I'm thinking about I think my favorite email that we've gotten was um, the chowder one, honestly. I
2: thought about that the other the, day.
1: I Sometimes I have a random thought and like that story comes up in my memory.
2: I will say it's ru- it ruined chowder for me.
1: All right, let's talk about sad shit. It's dope. Uh all right Q eating disorder conversation no. yeah um well i would never i wouldn't say that i had like an eating disorder but i definitely had some like unhealthy thoughts and ideas around health and size and weight and eating um maybe that is an eating disorder
2: i think i think it could be categorized as one there's also like extreme dieting like not even just like restrictive eating but like counting every single calorie that goes into you and like Mm -hmm. that kind of like obsession that goes into that like doing things to the extreme like that can be considered an eating disorder as
1: well I would restrict my calories to like 1100 a day which is very low holy shit and I was walking a lot because I was on a college campus yeah you're walking around campus all the time diets don't work they're temporary solutions Mm -hmm. and you're restricting you're starving yourself yeah and when you stop doing that diet you are going to go back to how your body was before because that's how diets are designed to work yeah also healthy foods doesn't (sighs) i hate the idea that health foods needs to be like a fucking salad it's so annoying though how
2: expensive healthy food is
1: exactly fucked i think it is absolutely fucked this is like the number one country where people cannot afford to live a lifestyle that allows them to be healthy Mm -hmm. especially like you're making people work constantly most of their life when are they supposed to have time to like make and eat all of these like healthy foods yeah they're not gonna have time to do that. Yeah, uh, and they also might not. E- they probably don't even have the money.
2: I remember learning in college about environmental racism and how like companies and the government will like do. There's this is a whole a whole topic that I really recommend y'all learn about if you haven't, but. The point i want to make
1: yeah i'm excited for you to talk about this because i know exactly what you're about to talk about they
2: put they'll put like mcdonald's in these low-income neighborhoods close by because they know that they'll get business from them and it's like convenient for them to go there but also like it keeps them unhealthy and it keeps Mm -hmm. it there are so many things that are done to make sure that like a group of people can't function like, the best of their abilities. Yeah. What would be the thing that would make the most sense would be to put a grocery store that offered, like, goods and services for not as expensive. Like, um, what's the, what's the company that takes, like, the ugly produce and, like, sells them for oh, a lower yeah. cost?
1: Why am I forgetting what it's called?
2: It's Un-something Foods. Uh, what is it? Imperfect. Imperfect, yes. Imperfect Produce? Yeah, Imperfect Produce. They will take like the food that the grocery stores don't want because they don't look perfect they're just
1: ugly they're just yeah. ugly
2: and instead of wasting it they'll like sell it for a lower price That's something that would make sense in low income neighborhoods like give give these people the opportunity to eat healthy don't just like throw like a like a kFC in the neighborhood
1: it's and that's like the the kind of experience that we're having now living in a capitalist society mm-hmm. because it is not profitable to solve world hunger yeah but we have every capability of doing it mm-hmm. and like so much food is just thrown away every fucking day mm-hmm. and we could solve world hunger but it's not profitable so right. they're just gonna starve poor unhoused
2: people forever and instead of like you know using the wealth distribution issue in this country for good uh, elon musk will buy twitter for 44 billion dollar 55 he,
1: actually it came he, out to be he also didn't have that much money
2: it's ridiculous because there was like some a point in time where he was like if you can prove to me how much like if spending 16 billion dollars can solve world hunger if you if you write the plan out for me i'll do it and then somebody did and then he he's like bought i don't want to
1: do that because i'm mad at grimes so i'm gonna buy twitter
2: yeah it's fucking dumb
1: um anyway <laughs> ugh, life is like a Tesla. Where we're trapped inside while it's burning down around us. Damn. Um, The doors are locked, and that's a feature. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a feature. (laughs) You're welcome.
0: Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news?
1: mm-hmm
2: like they're whenever and this is like whenever I'm struggling with like how I feel about how I look my therapist will remind me to just like stay out of conversations about other people's bodies in like a casual way Where like oh my god she looks so good like I wonder what she's doing she's like even those positive conversations can like bleed into your brain and make you think a type of way about yourself subconsciously and mm-hmm. I've said this before, but once I stopped engaging in like those like casual conversations, I started feeling better about myself. Like I stopped putting pressure on myself because it didn't feel like it was like a part of the conversation all the time. Yeah. Um, but I have always been whenever I am thin, 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 like it's usually because I'm depressed or anxious. So I'm not hungry because I'm anxious or actually not or, and I'll stop eating and then people will start complimenting me on how good I look and that'll make me addicted to the compliments and then I'll continue to not eat. And then when I rebound, when I start to feel like I can eat and I gain weight and I stop getting those compliments, I have the opposite effect of like, oh, do I not look good anymore? And then that fuels a different kind of eating disorder because Mm -hmm. I'm not getting the compliments anymore. So like just regardless of how you feel about people that are like saying shit online about you know like how they look or I I don't know just whenever if you have anything to say about anyone just know like what minor 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 effects it could be having on this person that could lead to a bigger thing down the line.
1: Also there's no reason to talk about someone's weight and compliment their size. Mm -mm. That's like a weird... Yeah. That's really strange. Yeah. If someone is trying to lose weight for whatever reason, that's like none of your business. Yeah.
2: And like it really is like we're as women fed from the time we're like out of the womb that we're supposed to be like thin and like working out all the time and eating healthy and like you can't get wrinkly it at any point. so
1: exhausting. So
2: it's, I think that it's like kind of a natural and normal reaction to see women, like a woman lose a lot of weight and be like, what have you been doing? Because it's like, it's, I want to do that. It
1: is bizarre how much we have been like told that the things that equal beauty are almost like childlike things. mm mm-hmm. Being thin and hairless, small and hairless, yeah, hairless and no wrinkles and like, it's fucking creepy. Mm -hmm. Why is this beauty standard like borderline pedophilia? It's pedophilic. Yeah, the the standards for women. Yeah, because when your body starts changing and becoming more curvy Mm -hmm. is like pivotal times in your life. Like when you're going through puberty Mm -hmm. is one of them, and even then you're still a child, and then like um you go through a few more phases in your life but like when you're around our age like in your 30s like your your body changes yeah you're preparing to be able to carry children your body has different needs now Mm -hmm. like it's changing it's aging yeah we need to have body neutrality before we can truly reach body positivity Mm -hmm. and neutrality is looking at someone and not Deciding the kind of person you think they're going to be based on how they look and that seems so obvious but like that's not the narrative that we have been fed through any sort of media right especially like dieting culture and like health culture and media there are just articles and books and talk shows all kinds of shit focused on shaming fat people Mm -hmm. and like holding up this standard of being thin, and that equates like health. And we need to accept that, like, some bodies are just big, and that might be okay. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate when people get on their little pedestal to be like, well, just diet and exercise, or just like eat healthy and go to the gym.
2: Mm-hmm. I follow some dancers that like dance hard, like, mm-hmm. five days a week that are like would be considered bigger. And yeah. they're not out of sh- – they're, like, ooh, super fucking healthy and in shape. There's a um, – did you hear about the Pixar short that just came out? Mm-mm. It's the first, like, plus-size main character because historically, they've only used bigger bodies as villains or, like, mm. like ensemble characters. Um, but there's a short about a, a ballerina. And, like, it just – it's an example of – I and I'm sure – I haven't really, like, read – the conversations that are going on about it i'm sure that there are some parents that are like stop teaching our kids unhealthy like with you know how they are with gay people still
1: yeah that statistic that like um people die from being overweight Mm -hmm. like i can't remember what the number is but it's incorrect and people have been citing it for years it's like people die from heart disease because of being overweight it was based off of a very small single study the number was dramatically lower than that that like people die from heart disease because of their because they're overweight and they weren't measuring anything like underlying conditions or genetics or anything like that and um the number ended up being dramatically lower and the fda retracted that statement and corrected it and yet people are still citing it and like stomping around stomping around and declaring it as truth and the the thing is is like when it comes to health studies they're never going to be 100% accurate Mm -hmm. because there are so many different things. You can't
2: control everything.
1: Yeah. And you're also like going to, it depends on who is conducting the study as well Mm -hmm. because they're going to be looking for something to support their thesis. Mm -hmm. Um, Humans are flawed and so our studies are going to be flawed. This definitely divulged into what I thought it would anyways of going from, I mean, because it it, it isn't just one-sided like body shaming is bad and it 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 isn't that black and white there are so many levels to why we are where we are when it comes to um like health and body image Mm -hmm. and just like the bullshit ideas that we have been sold our entire lives
2: yeah it's doing my deep dive about the history of cellulite opened up my eyes to I like I knew that so much of what we're expected to fix were just like marketing plays and like ways Mm -hmm. for companies to make money because the easiest way for companies to make money is to like target shit that a lot of the population has so once I was reading about like how cellulite became an issue and like it wasn't for so long but then like all these companies started like marketing it as like a feminine issue because like 95% of women have cellulite in some capacity which is bananas but that's what these companies will do they'll take something that they know a lot of people have and they'll pathologize it because it's it's a great way to make money yeah so like i mean obviously Making money
1: off of people's insecurities yeah cha-ching
2: like kybella being a thing right now Ky-
1: i have never heard anything good about kybella me neither if you guys don't know what kybella is it's like a series of shots that you get um on your chin Mm -hmm. to like get rid of the fat under your chin
2: yeah i was thinking about doing it until you were like don't don't don't
1: every single review i've read is like this was so painful Mm -hmm. and most people like don't see results because because it was so painful and you need to go for like two or three rounds yeah but just let your body change yeah (laughs) I, and I'm saying this and it feels hypocritical, but I'm not perfect and I'm not immune to also experiencing feeling like self-conscious and insecure as a result of all of these like beauty standards that have been shoved in my face. Right. My I've gotten Botox. Life. I've spent a lot of money yeah, on Botox. I've gotten Botox too. I have it in my face right now. Me too. And I like it. Botox gang. We're it helps here. with some of my tension headaches, but also I like that, you know, it'll slow down my wrinkles. Yeah. <laughs> and... I wish I didn't feel or think that, but I'm not immune to feeling or like not feeling that way.
2: Well, we've been pumped full of this shit into our ears for 30 years of our lives. I'm doing
1: fine for considering everything. Yeah.
2: I mean, like all that we can do is try to push back against, like if you're making a decision for yourself because you want to and in your heart of hearts, you know it's for yourself. That's one thing. It's another thing to be like, well like i don't know societally like i shouldn't like this thing about myself so like i'm going to change it that's a different thing and it could be really tough to disseminate the two of them because like i don't i don't i don't know for me it bleeds into each other i'm like do i not like this thing about myself because it's like i don't know society tells me that it's not a good thing mm-hmm. to have
1: We also don't fully know what we look like, like, in the wild. I know. We only know what we look like in mirrors, which isn't our true self. Mm -hmm. And we also only know what we look like when we're, like, posed. Yeah. Like, because your mirror, obviously, is not your true self. And then, like, in pictures, you're posing. And that's why it can be so off-putting when you see something candid of yourself or a video. Yeah. But... um. I saw a TikTok today where a woman was like explaining there's this this feature that changes your face so much. Um, It's like the long face filter. Yeah. And it makes your face all like wonky. And they they call it like the body dysmorphia filter because it changes your face so much that it kind of feels like you're wearing a mask. And then when you take it off, you're surprised by how you look because that's just like you were, you got used to seeing your face with this filter on. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like how you feel who you are for that, you know, those couple of minutes while you're filming it. And then when you take it off, you're like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of cute. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a cute person. Right. And that's how a regular person looks at you and sees you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's just like, They're not thinking, they're not looking at every little detail every minute of the day the way we look at ourselves. And we're not, we're not designed to see ourselves as much as we do now. No. You know? That's so true. And we're also not designed to see everyone's thoughts every minute of every day against our will. (laughs) Damn, true. And there's just, there's a lot changing and it's interesting to watch this like kind of paradigm shift Mm -hmm. um, as a result of social media. Yeah. TikTok has changed a lot of things very quickly.
2: Yeah, it has. Because... Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Because social media is not a new thing. But then this like disruptor no. came on in. They're like, hey, we have some things to say. It, Obviously, it's still problematic.
1: And for it to blow up when it did during a pandemic, yeah. when we are all spending time so much more time with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's a lot of like body-sized discourse Happening around us at all times, and I think it's important to like slow down and listen. Yeah, and challenge, challenge feeling uncomfortable, pushing against these intrusive thoughts, whether they're about you or someone else. Mm -hmm. You're going to have intrusive thoughts because these are you. You're being asked to challenge what you have been told your entire life.
2: Yeah, right. That doesn't that doesn't stop after you know, like one podcast listen through yeah
1: exactly you can't listen to one podcast and then suddenly like i'm healed. Bo- body positivity is worldwide yeah but there are things that you can do to like help support this cause of normalizing healthy bodies come in all sizes and it's also like and everybody like everyone has different needs yeah. that qualify them for like what healthy means
2: yeah true it's also worth saying that like we both have like thin privilege
1: oh yeah I I was gonna I was thinking this morning too I was like no one wants to listen to two thin women talk about how they feel about their bodies totally my biggest bully has been myself yep and I think that's relatable for everyone like you're going to be your own biggest critic and when your biggest critic has been fed the same toxic bullshit that everyone else has been fed like it's not far off to assume that everyone like Especially, like, femme people have struggled with these exact, like, body issues. Yeah. Yeah. It's... We're all fighting the same battle. And... But, like, we have all seen someone who is... Has a larger body being berated because of that. Mm -hmm. No one deserves to be treated as less than just because of how they look. Totally. In any capacity. Like...
2: It's also, like, you see this whole thing that's going on with Taylor Swift and, like, she put in her video, like, fat on the scale and, like, that started a whole conversation of, like, are you allowed to think that you're fat? But, like, there have been all of these articles about her where she'll, like, put on a little bit of weight and, like, all of these like gossip columns are like is she pregnant like she's looking fat and it's like most
1: of us don't have to live our i mean we do live with criticism but we don't have to live our lives being criticized on a mass scale yeah the only thing i can say that i think might be valid is like using fat as a negative descriptor yeah and but i also understand like she is talking about her personal story about Mm -hmm. how she has been her own biggest problem yeah and that's relatable yep but um yeah, i identifying yourself as being fat and then also using that as a negative word. I can see how that probably bothered people. Yeah. Um so, i mean, i either way like i personally don't think anyone is right or wrong in this in that it's specific tough. discourse yeah
2: it's tough it's also like I think something that I was up against a lot when I was like really dealing with my issues with my body image was people being like well if you think you're fat like you must think I'm huge and it's like no you that's not how it works
1: yeah it's like I'm actually not thinking about you
2: right yeah like <laughs> thinking about me but that's like I would see people that had like the same exact body type as me and I'd be like god it's like she looks so good and I wish I could have like yeah translated that and been like oh Amelia you think that looks good that looks like you so like start being kind to yourself that's not how it works like you get in your head like I don't like how I look and that says nothing about how I feel about other people Mm -hmm. but it's easy to conflate all of it and be like yeah
1: oh I it it isn't black and white thinking for anyone and it's also not like a straightforward experience for everyone like Mm -hmm. figuring out their own body and experiencing body positivity and confidence uh it's just yeah a spectrum of learning and the best we can do is continue talking about it and like trying to to educate ourselves and learn more like i said um i fucking love listening to maintenance phase with aubrey gordon and michael hobbs um aubrey gordon is a Um, author and she has done they're both researchers so they like extensively look into this shit and they're both so funny um which is why I love that podcast so much I get so sad when there's not a new episode out because I'm like what am I gonna listen to (laughs) I I consumed that whole podcast so quickly but it is just also so uh, eye-opening I love the discourse they have between each other with um because they're around our age too so they kind of experience that whole like 90s fad diet phase and you know they've both lived through this experience of like diet culture and fat phobia and like all of these like um kind of snake oil gimmicks for losing weight and um Aubrey Gordon has written Books about like what we don't talk about. One of them is called What We Don't Talk About When We Talk About Fat or something or What We Don't Say When We Talk About Fat. And um, her research has just proven that like <laughs> healthy people are also fat. Like, <laughs> yeah. And we need to stop using thinness as this identifier for health yeah. and goodness. Right. Um, and she, she's just so smart and funny and like hearing the two of them talk about like fad diets and diet culture and disproving like different fad diets and common beliefs has just changed a lot of how I look at health and food in general I love that because when we don't want to you don't want to eat food and be like oh I shouldn't be doing this this is a bad thing yeah like if you decided that you're gonna order takeout that night Mm -hmm. um Because you should feel neutral when you're eating. Yeah. And you should feel neutral when you're looking at your body and other people's bodies. Yes.
2: And like eating something that's bad for you once in a while is not like the end of the world. My dad would always remind me of that growing up. Whenever I would eat McDonald's, I'd be like, I don't want to do this because it's like He's like, it's not not bad if you do it every so often. Yeah. It's okay. You can treat yourself once in a while.
1: I learned that when I ate fast food that I didn't feel good (laughs) yeah and that was the way I learned what I what like healthy foods I like eating Mm -hmm. because something can technically be healthy but if it's not like if it doesn't work for your body like if you have IBS or I was just about to say yeah or if you're allergic to I don't know there are so many different things that like your body might become inflamed to that Mm -hmm. someone else could eat like a pound of it and yeah you know feel great it's so fucking being a human is exhausting i that's another reason why we need to like have some more empathy and use our fucking brains yeah it's not black and white it's not straightforward and you need to understand that and like just because someone is thin doesn't mean that they're healthy like right Um, it you know sure they might be struggling with an eating disorder but they also might be ill (laughs) like
2: yeah and they also might just like have a a small frame i I had a boss in the past that was like a toothpick and she ate she was like a garbage disposal she just like couldn't gain weight and that was how it was like that's her body type there are so many things that play into this shit Mm -hmm. it's just like use your brain a little bit you fucking idiots that are commenting on people's videos calling them fat like you
1: don't need to you don't need to do that like
2: you could just be quiet. Yeah. Like, you could just shut up. That is an option. Um, When I was on the... Speaking of, like, foods that make you feel like shit. When I was on the shoot, the commercial shoot last week, the uh, makeup artist was like, the dark circles under your eyes are the bane of my existence. And I was like, I've had them since I was a kid. I've been told by um, plastic surgeons and, like, the woman that does my Botox, it's how my orbital bone sits. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just always going to have a shadow. But she told me that... A lot of the time when people have dark circles under their eyes, it's, a, it's an allergy.
1: Oh, It's like interesting. an inflammation. Oh. Yeah. Well, I've had dark circles under my eyes my whole life too. You might be and allergic
2: to something. I'm going to get I'm an allergy test done. I'm allergic to being
1: alive. Yeah. I'm just,
2: I, I was saying to her, I was like, girl, I'm just tired like, all I'm of the exhausted. time. I'm just exhausted. I've never slept. Have
1: you heard of the patriarchy?
2: Yeah. I'm tired as fuck. Have you tried being a woman?
1: Yeah. <laughs> then you know. This, in this day and age- Mm-mm. dark circles. I wouldn't do it again that's why people
2: are drawing them on now it's just how everyone's looking
1: oh yeah they all want to have like the puffy eyes mm-hmm. good for them
2: my culture is not your costume
1: <laughs> <laughs> um I do want to end this conversation on a very positive note love this I once heard that um like if you believe that we live multiple lives and we choose to come back to live another life on earth that we choose our body based on what we thought was beautiful in the last life Where did so you hear when you um i don't know i read it online somewhere like I, people were having this conversation i love that yeah i just got chilies it's not such a night like a beautiful thing to think yeah like i love that even if you don't believe in like reincarnation the idea that your soul like picked how you looked because that's something that they thought was beautiful. Imagine how we would all look at each other if we didn't have these, like, predisposed, like, ideas of how people should look, Yeah, you know? How would we look at each other if we weren't exposed to all of that? That's what it made me think of, of just, like, if we we chose how we looked because that's what we thought was beautiful that's such a lovely way to think it really really is and it makes you like look at your features and appreciate them and appreciate that like some higher version of yourself chose this
2: i love that that is a great note to end on yeah that's a great thought
1: thank you for sharing that i want to get that tattooed on my forehead backwards i stayed (laughs) in the mirror and maybe like shortened and more. more. no i
2: want that exact
1: phrase (laughs) (laughs) with the likes and the ums yeah exactly yeah
2: in your handwriting so start writing okay all right dope um do you feel like that's
1: a good place to end i think so this has been a really long episode it's been long and i would say that talking about eating disorders and um just overall body feelings and health um is a bit of a fact it's it's a brain fact. oh yeah that
2: is our that's our brain fact of the week brain fact of the week
1: brain fact of the week brain
2: fact of the week the week week. cool um all right well thank you so much for listening
1: we love you our
2: our children. children